Welcome back to TCT 2018. I'm Mike Gibson. I'm joined by Zim Latib. We're talking about the Neopro study, which was a non-randomized comparison of two transcatheter aortic valves. Talk to us a little bit about the two valves, the differences in the types of patients who got the two valves, and what you found. Okay, great. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. So the Neopro registry uh, tried to compare two next-generation self-expandable valves. Uh, one of which is not available in the US, which is the Accurate Neo, and the second being the Evolute Pro, which is the third iteration of the core valve uh, platform. So we got interested in this because this valve Accurate has been available in Europe for a while. And there are some randomized studies on the way uh, called Scope 1 and Scope 2. Scope 1 comparing Accurate versus Sapin, and Scope 2 comparing Accurate versus Evolute R. Uh, when the study started. So when we looked at this, we said, hang on, it's not actually reflective of clinical practice right now because these valves are being used and there's no randomized data as yet. So we took the opportunity to contact a lot of centers that we knew were high volume centers that had prospective registries in their own centers and asked them for all consecutive patients treated with Accurate Neo, okay, which we'll call Neo, and the Evolute Pro, the Pro group. In the end, we were able to get just over 1,500 patients from 24 centers, mostly Europe, but also a center in Canada and South America. Um, just over 1,200 patients in the NEO group and close to 300 in the PRO group. Ha being a non-randomized study, uh, when we started comparing the groups, there were different numbers, but also we saw there were differences in baseline characteristics, that patients with um, Evolute Pro were being, had more calcium, particularly more severe calcium, and had more LVOT calcification, more peripheral vascular disease, um, compared to the accurate uh, valve. And I think it's, it highlighted some of the structural differences between these two valves. So I'm not sure how familiar you are with the two valves. They're both self-expandable. They're both super annular, so great hemodynamics. They both have an outer skirt, okay, which should decrease PVL. Um, but one, the Accurate has less radial strength compared to core valve, um, but it's probably easier to implant compared to core valve. But core valve is, does have some repositionability and retrievability up to 80% and some more radial strength. And it was interesting that we started seeing, when we looked at outcomes and procedural characteristics, we could see some of these characteristics of the different valves. So. When we looked at the groups overall, we noticed differences to try and correct for the fact that this is a um, non-randomized study. We did two types of analyses. We identified a propensity match group of about 251 patients in each group, and we compared the propensity match group. Uh, and when we looked at that group, the baseline characteristics were very similar now. There were no statistical differences. The only differences still lied in the fact that the accurate valve having less radial force required more pre-dilatation and more post-dilatation. That's something you can't correct for. When we compared clinical outcomes, um, if we look at the whole group overall, we saw great VARC divine, uh, device success, so well above 90%. Um, when we looked at PVL, we were seeing PVL rates for moderate and severe, which is the ones that are most clinically significant, just over 5%. And when we looked at pacemaker rates, we noticed that pacemaker rates were single digits with the accurate versus low double digits with the pro. When we then looked at the propensity group, we now 
were able to identify the group in accurate that were more complex patients with more calcification. And in the propensity match group, the differences disappeared. So the PVL rates still remained the similar, similar, but the pacemaker rates became very similar, which was interesting. We now had low single-digit pacemaker rates. So in the end, what the study showed was that with these two next-generation valves, clinical outcomes are very good. I mean, we have really high Vark-defined success rates. PVL rates are, are very low, um, just over 5% for moderate to severe. Pacemaker rates were similar, as well as other heart complications such as mortality. I think the study will give us some insights into how we select patients for TAVR. You know, as we have more valves available, I do think it requires a more tailor-made approach to selecting the right valve for the right patient. Um, and I think my takeaway message as a physician and how, how I'll apply this to my clinical practice is in patients who have maybe mild to moderate calcification in whom I want a very low pacemaker rate, probably the accurate NEO will give me that. In more complex patients with a lot of calcification uh, where I'm worried about PVL, probably the PRO will be a better valve in that situation. Thank you for that very careful, thoughtful, and nuanced interpretation, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Right. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from TCT 2018.